Last time on Crown of the Kobold King, our heroes decide to explore a different part of the underground forge, leaving the electric trap room for another time. They head east and find living quarters. They find the room occupied by a skeletal dwarven spirit, and Rootmore casted a heal spell on it to lay the spirit to rest. The spirit was unfazed, and Monet learned that it was actually a gelatinous cube as her and Rootmore became engulfed by it. Monet was able to escape its grasp, but Rootmore was still stuck and suffocating inside the jelly. With a few big hits from Pig and well-aimed shots by Scarab, the jelly was destroyed and Rootmore was saved. Our story continues now! suddenly spilled to the ground from this collapsed gelatinous cube. Sizzling on your skin, wisps of steam coming off of you, and you hear a clatter to your side as the skeleton suspended within collapses to the floor. You sputter for breath. And you all find yourselves in a now silent room. What do you do? I'm gonna go sit on one of these beds for ten minutes. I need to go rest. Then grab a bed! We could all use a rest! I need to rest in my own bed. You trying to go back to town? Yes. I almost died, and so did Rootmore. Yes, things are rough, but... I understand, Monet, but... But what? We don't know how much time the sheriff has before they take him. Was it like a day? Did we get a time frame? The only thing you know is that because the sheriff has offered himself, that there will be time for you to prove your innocence and through you his innocence. Uh, It was only a matter of time. At this point, you even imagine that he's probably already been apprehended. If not apprehended, at least set under house arrest, locked into the sheriff's quarters. But we didn't get, like, a day. No. There doesn't seem to be a time frame. But something to bear in mind is that knowing what you know of the sheriff, him being an outspoken bastion of justice among the Creed's tyranny... The longer he is under house arrest, the more free will the Creeds have to run their town as they see fit. Something else you notice is that though you are once again in the dark of this room with no light source, there is still a faint glow. The armor that clattered to the ground with the skeleton of a dwarf within has a glow shimmering off of it from the axe. Now you realize the axe within the cube was what gave it its almost ghostly glow. Oh. 
and even now on the stone floor below it shines in the dark, shedding light in this room. Oh, I would like to identify it. And give me a check. Uh, I will take uh, Arcana Religion. Religion? Ooh, uh, 28. The axe appears to be imbued with a spell of continual flame. Oh! In fact, it sheds light as if it was a torch, though it gives off no heat. Engaging from its uh, being submerged in the gelatinous cube, you imagine the light is not extinguished even underwater. It requires no oxygen and gives off light as if it were a torch. Amazing. It's pretty good. Furthermore, two things you note about the axe, first of which it is inscribed with a plus one rune of potency. And the second, it bears a dwarven inscribing along the blunt of the axe that reads, Glintax. Glintax. Rumor, upon reading the name inscribed on the back of the axe, you realize this is the axe of your heroic relative, Druingar. Oh! The Glintax. Oh! This is my cousin's axe! Let me look at that! Huh. Uh, can I do a perception check or some kind of check on the axe to see how much it's worth? Yeah, give me crafting for appraisal. Uh, 15. God damn, he's called Druingar the Glintax. Is this skeleton Druingar? Reason would tell me that that skeleton is probably your cousin. Ah! Taken out by a jelly. Sad. No, no, could have just been picked up by a jelly. Probably died from not eating food. <laughs> Good thing you're here, you can help. Ah, looks down at the skeleton. <laughs> I think he's dead. No dwarf left behind! Scarab, from your estimation, it being a great axe, worth two GP on its own, a plus one potency rune inscribed into it being worth 35, and a spell of continual flame cast upon it worth 16 gold pieces, you estimate this piece, let alone its name and fame, to be worth 53 gold pieces. Is that good math? We'll find out. Yes, it's Root, great math. Rootmore, let me have a look at it. Sure. Scarab pulls out an empty monocle from his pocket. Uh, no lens. He gets real close to the weapon, eyes it up and down. The markings, the sharpness it's held, and the magic. This could fetch a high price. I could sell it for like 75. Give it here. Give it here. Oh, no. <laughs> Pushes you away. <laughs> fine, fine. But when you die, I'll know where to look. Hold on to it for now. Looking over the remnants from the cube, the dwarven apparition, as it were, appears to be a dwarven skeleton stripped of flesh, still within a suit of gleaming full plate armor. Oh. The remains you surmise of your cousin 
Druengard the Glintax. I did not expect this. I thought he would be fine. The plate still sizzles in the darkness, the remnants of the acid that linger. But you imagine with a fair amount of cleaning it would be perfectly usable. A memoir of your cousin. I would like to check this armor, see what kind of armor it is. Scarab would also like to check, but wants to check for uh, any strange scuffs or wounding to, you know, see if he can surmise that he was, uh, what killed Druengar. Sure. Another religion? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Another 19. 28. Uh, Rootmore, nothing magical stands out about the plate. It seems almost as if the the nature of the full plate armor was too much for the cube to digest. And instead, its acidic nature has worn away any grime. So barring the um, disgusting slime that is now coated on it, it is otherwise a perfectly usable and gleaming set of plate mail. Plate mail. Full plate. Can you wear heavy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is actually exactly what I needed. Plus six give me plus one AC. Um. Don your cousin's armor. Oh, yes. I will. Scarab rolled a uh, 25 on checking for cause of death. Um. Or, or just... Or just a deep surge. There are the barest remains of tattered leather, still in the process of being digested, but not fully digested. Uh, You would imagine these to be the remnants of a journal. However, the journal has been mostly, if not completely, digested, barring its leather covering. Inspecting the armor itself, There are no obvious gashes, uh, cuts, dents, or chinks in the armor itself. It's almost as if Druengar may have been caught by surprise or snuck upon by the cube. Well. So sad, so sad, he says as he's cleaning the armor and putting it on. (laughs) Yeah, Scarab totally understands. Uh, uh, uh. But look what you made out with. This is pretty good. I uh, barely knew the guy anyway. It's fine. I will, holding up fingers, <laughs> honor him with this. I don't know what he worshipped. Do you Do you have any idea what he was doing? Truly. I'm just looking for a way to have eternal life. That's, that's all I know. Go ahead and roll me. Let's do a flat check. Fifteen. Searching your memory through your time in Absalom, reading over the uh, roughly transcribed journal of Druengar the Glintax, you recall his intent when setting out to the Crucible was in fact to retrieve what was rumored to be an axe made by his ancestors and by proxy your ancestors forged over a thousand years ago. Oh. The Axe of Droskar. 
In his search and in his travels, he further learned rumors of Droskar's crucible about the happenings that had gone on there, and in his search had found something that had been written down only as the way to guard back from death. The Axe of Droskar. The way to guard back from death. And this one's not it. This isn't the one he was looking for. No. Idiot. It is not, but it's still pretty fancy. Oh, yeah. I'll have like, to add the effects later. I'm still figuring that out. Like I said, if we're running out of money, that'll go for a high price. Yes, yes, I'm actually quite full on shit. <laughs> Mechanically, when wielding the axe, it also functions as if you're holding a torch. Shedding light in a 30-foot radius, and then dim light 30 feet beyond. It has a level 1 continual flame on it that will only matter in the effect of counteracting magical darkness. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I can't move. My bulk is at 15 and my max is 14, so... <laughs> um, uh, I imagine it's probably your half plate you were wearing before weighing you down. Yes. Here, here. I'll carry some. We'll strap it to pig. We'll go back. Very good. Very good. Thank you. You know, no at the problem. end of the day, we really haven't gotten anywhere. And yet, two of us have already almost died, and we have found this Druengar dead. We could yep. basically just go home. Hey, let the sheriff know. He wanted to know about Druengar. This could help. Yes. But maybe I should stay out. I can hang out uh, at the edge of the forest or something. Ah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. They Have you ever been ripped from your bed in the in the dead of night? Yes, but I paid for it. But anyway, <laughs> they wanted the sheriff. The deal is on the sheriff. You're off the hook. I don't trust them. I'll lay low. All right. Just throw your hood over your head. You'll be fine. Totally. So we head back to town. One moment. Also among the gelatinous slime, you find the remains of a now mostly eaten through pouch containing a small number of silver coins. Seven, to be exact. Seven coins? Is there anything else you want to do in this room before you leave? I mean... You'd inspected the southern half and began making your way north before the uh, the cube showed up. Ah. I'd be happy to search the room as thoroughly as, uh, as I could. Please do. Sounds good. I'll do that as well. Same. 22. Rolling amazing. 37. Woohoo! Sorry. 27. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Carry the one divided by the square root of a hypotenuse. 23. And plus 15 to my roll. <laughs> As you each begin to search behind and underneath the beds, Rootmore, you find a slender bone scroll tube tucked behind the southernmost bed. Whoa! 
Bone scroll. Bone scroll tube. I'll just Would you like this to... thing and pull it out and start reading it immediately. As you open the tube, you <laughs> find Read a it out loud. Well worn scroll within. Oh. It's a scroll. Let me look at that! Yeah. <laughs> Give it here! I'm gonna roll to figure out what kind of scroll. Uh, yes. Uh, 15. What would you like me to roll? Um, religion is fine. Ah, fancy. 20. It is a scroll of remove curse. Oh, this is really good. Well, that's a good five. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> really good. Really good. Remove curse. Are you able oh. to use it? I... I am a cleric. That is my specialty. I assume. Let me see. Yes, it's on your spell list. Ah, fantastic. Good! The rest of you find nothing else of interest and feel certain that the room has been thoroughly searched. Cody, why are you rolling those die over there? <laughs> what are you doing? You're fairly certain that... Ooh. <sighs> Missed the plus three great axe. Ooh. Oh, the crossbow of Kill Boss. Oh, no. I love a good sausage. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh... What level was the scroll? A good question. It should be the... It if be, unlisted, it is three. the standard level of itself. Uh, it is a fourth level spell. Yeah, good oh, four. Hot damn. Because you have to be level seven to use it, I think. Correct. High level item. Been there, looked at that. So that's a real good one. But, uh, we are able to use it, or do you have to have the fourth level slot? No. You right. should be able to use it as long as it is on your spell tree, in Word. which case, Rubemore is good to go. Yes. The glint axe. Uh, does it do any extra damage besides just the plus one to hit? Nope. Okay, it is so a plus one potency, and it has continual flame. And so continual it's flame torch. itself uh, does not do any damage. It produces no heat, only light, as if it were a torch. It's like an ever-burning torch or whatever Correct. That's cool. So the advantage here being you can use a two-handed weapon and still cast light simultaneously. It's amazing. It also requires no oxygen, so it will not be extinguished by water or gelatinous cube. <laughs> uh, the only thing that can counteract it would be magical darkness. Well, that's cool, friggin'. I'm so sorry if I uh, missed the part where you said it, but does can you turn it off and on, or is it just forever? It is just on. It's fancy. If you wanted to conceal it, you could like put it in your robe or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's just effectively it is a torch at all times with no burning. What was it worth? Fifty-four gold, Matthew. Uh, Fifty-three. <laughs> we could sell it. You don't want it? No. Is it not better than yours? I mean, it's a plus one two-hander that's D twelve. I already have a dwarven warhacks that's plus one, or not plus one, but it's a D twelve. You don't want to hire hit chains? I do, but I already have the Warhammer, which is great because it's one-handed and it's a D10. Oh, okay, you're right. Anybody else want to use his cousin's axe? <laughs> Monet, you want to use an axe? 
are you unweaponed? Do you have to be? Can you do it? Speak! <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> it would probably just make more sense to sell it, because she won't use it. I mean, if you're going to sell anything, sell the share of sacks, because they're both the same, but I know, this one has continual flame. I want to give back to them. That's what sucks. Yeah. What, no sentimental value for your cousin's weapon of choice? The weapon of fame that gave him his name? Barely knew him. I was really coming here to reap <laughs> off of I his I was games. bored. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Doesn't he know we have dark mission? <laughs> so Root Morris holding his cousin's axe, the glint axe, looks it up and down, and he just can't make sense of it. First of all, his cousin is obsessed with Droskar. Fuck that guy. And yeah. he's thinking, why does my cousin, a dwarf like me, need a weapon that lights up in the dark? I see he sees just fine in the dark. Why does he need a fancy torch? Is it just parading? Fair point. Very odd. Call attention to himself. I don't understand. I mean, it's neat and all, but... Oh, yeah! Look at it! I do like his armor. Scarab's eyes light up. I'm... Miss Monet, you want to use it? I'm fine with selling this. I'm okay, thank you. For sure. Yes, I, I'm totally fine with going back to town. Can I just hold on to it? Yes, yes, here you go. Yeah, give it here. <laughs> no love lost. <laughs> yeah, Scarab's gonna uh, strap the strap the axe to the back of Pig, hop on Pig himself. He's cool to go to town. Let's go. Ready. Alright, brief brief interlude. <laughs> just to give more context. The reason Droskar, or re the reason Droskar's axe would have been significant to Druangar was not because it was named Droskar's axe, but because it was made by one of his ancestors. Ah. So, one of his, and by extension one of your ancestors, forged an axe in the name of Droskar. So, that would be the only reason he was going for. Uh, and then as far as him being able to see in the dark is probably irrelevant to the axe. As a well-known and renowned adventurer, it is more likely that the people he would have kept in company on adventuring uh, expeditions probably could not see in the dark. And so his axe was there to guide the way for others. Makes Context sense. aside. No, it's good. I'm going to keep that in. It's good. You don't have to. No, 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 it's good, it's good. <laughs> but playing the characters... Yeah, fuck that yeah. guy! This guy's a fucking idiot. What an, <laughs> it, what, you could see in the dark, what a dumbass with a nightlight. I'm sure he's the one that brought all those zombies to life! Probably. We'll have to figure out... Oh, it's been shitty down here, but I'm excited to see what else is down here. Your family line is awful! Yes, yes, please... Really Don't into talk. the necromantic arts, from what you said. Yeah, it's gross. gross. It's gross. Uh, <laughs> don't tell anybody about this jelly. It's it's embarrassing. 
The real way to bring something back to life is to throw it on a grill. Oh, I'm so hungry. First thing <laughs> we're going to do is... Skyrim, I'm just going to hand you all this bullshit that I'm holding. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to go cook. Beautiful. I need a new cart. Yes, yes, I'm sorry about your cart. I mean, if there are any remnants, it's probably further in there. But they totally wrecked it! Sad. Very sad. But it's just wood. It's just wood. Just wood. They took my hammer. I don't have a hammer or nails! Oh, no. I've got a hammer. I'm sure there's a shop in town that has nails. Ah, I hate that guy! He's <laughs> <laughs> the worst! <laughs> yeah, you're right. You retrace your steps down a now familiar path by this point. And before long, you appear on the edge of the woods leading into town, trudging your way down the path past the logging camps before you end up at the gate back into Falcon's Hollow. Yeah, Scarab is a hood up. Okay, everyone, sold our stuff! Con some old friends into giving me more gold as well! That sounds bad, just say you made a good deal. Oh, made a great deal! Look at my gun! Oh! The Scarab pulls out uh, his weapon. Yeah, it's got got new engravings that looks a little bit shinier than before. Yeah, you saw the money I got to buy this. Oh. That, well, let me read that. Plus one striking. Oh my god. We're gonna get in there. And we're gonna finish what your cousin started. I don't know what he started, but I'm me down either. for loot. I like loot. I've got some kobolds to kill. Yes, I'm gonna stop by the Sitting duck, drop off these axes. He's holding his dwarven war axe that he never uses and the sheriff's axe. I'm gonna stop by the sitting duck and go to sleep. Good idea. Yes, yeah. yes, me too. Yes, as well. As you step inside, you are greeted once again by the shock of red hair behind the mountainous woman, Ergen Talk. She warmly greets you. Smiling and raising a hand as you enter. Welcome, friends. Come to claim your free meal and drink. I am famished. That is a fantastic idea. Are we mad at her? Scarab is. She did present evidence against Scarab in the trial, though. I mean, TBH. Scarab would just go upstairs. Mm -hmm. Quickly. I'm a little indifferent because there is free food and drink right now. I'll take my food and drink in my room if that's all right. And what would you have? What's on the menu? Whatever the imagination wants. Uh oh. I'm sure my chefs could whip it up. <laughs> Mashed bees! <laughs> it's like a full-sized turkey. Um. Thanksgiving style. I want my chickens clucking. <laughs> Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Fair enough. And a drink? Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it, but I'm sure we'll manage. 
Do you have Pepsi? You in the back. <laughs> with something that tastes like cocaine, but with no sugar. <laughs> what about Pepsi? Shut up. Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Pepsi. Is this place owned by Lay's or Budweiser? What is it? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, just take your food. So you take your meals in your room. <laughs> and you exchange your free voucher coupons, the leftovers of the writ written by the sheriff. Oh, thank you. You are now in your own rooms with a warm meal and a cold drink. And not but a night to ring. No knocks on the door. No filthy hands touching at my bosom. Well, they didn't knock first. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Rootmore puts a chair up against the door handle of his room. <laughs> Good idea, Rootmore. <laughs> Fair play. Scarab's just sleeping in the closet. Good idea. Rootmore's in the closet as you go in there. Oh, hi. <laughs> Eating his full-size turkey. In oh, Rootmore, I knew you'd be yeah, in here. <laughs> I knew you'd be deep, deep in my closet, Rootmore. <laughs> Let me in. No skeletons in here, Scarab. Come on in. <laughs> Just sizzling wieners. <laughs> and you bed down for the night. Oh, yeah. As you lay in your soft beds and your warm blankets, Monet, you toss and turn in your sleep, befouled by strange visions of dreams. You find yourself once again under employ of the library in Absalom. What? Let me in on this dream. I'm <laughs> listening. You push your cart along the labyrinthine shelves, returning book after book after book to its rightful place. You can't help but overhear in the library's quiet atmosphere the whisperings and rumors spread by the unwitting and the unknowing. I heard he practices necromancy. Necromancy, of all things. <laughs> Only a loser like him. You continue performing your duty, listening as you do day after day, before you find yourself on the upper level overlooking the lower study area, where once again you lay eyes on a pale and sickly looking gentleman, one you've known now purely through rumor to be known as Rasmorg, a failed wizard, untalented, uninspired. Yet day after day, through his cruel mocking from his classmates, his inability to master the will of magic, you find him diligently studying, poring over stacks of books. But the day is different. One book in particular he begins to study, and you catch glimpses. No more does he retreat to his frantic search, placing book one after another, looking for something to make him more than he is. Instead, he's been poring over the same tome, the stack of books he normally requests left untouched beside him. You would pay it no mind as you continue your task, moving throughout the shelves, replacing books where they belong. But as you watch him from above, 
Something is different. No longer is he taking notes. No longer is he swapping frantically from book to book. But instead, over one singular tome, one you recognize by its cover as a recent addition to the library, one from such Druingar Glintax. Oh. A copy of his recent manuscript on his travel, requisitioned you know through the head librarian at no small fee from the library itself to garner more information from this famous would-be adventurer. As he seems to fervently pour over this text, flipping page after page after page, he seems more energetic, more alive than he's ever seemed before. As you glance down once more between your tasks to watch him, you see him fold the book closed. He stands and gathers his notes, and you watch him place the book within his cloak before he hurriedly makes his way out of the library, leaving behind a pile of pages and a stack of books. No doubt you'll have to clean it up later. What could have this strange, downtrodden, would-be wizard in such a fervor that he would leave his ritual early? And you awake in the next morning. For the listener, Cody wasn't reading anything. He just pulled that straight out of his ass. And I applaud. All my best things come out of my ass. That was amazing. I say all your best things are shit. <laughs> that also comes out of my head. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't. That, that was a joke. I don't feel that way. It's just <laughs> it would be shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it shit because it comes out of your ass? <laughs> That's the real question here. <laughs> what makes something shit? Yeah, God's been asking himself that for a long time. <laughs> God's been pl- just planning on making the perfect society. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just been eating. You see so what happened much. at the first shit he pulled out of his ass? He got so pissed off, he pissed all over it for 40 days and 40 nights. But what the heck? Who's this? Who's this guy? Who's this man? Who's Monet? I'm Monet. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm Monet. I'm Monet. <laughs> I'm Monet. Monet, who was that in your dream? Tell me quickly Each of you in turn Wake up as the first rays of light Warm themselves upon your chest Unmolested You survive the night And you feel an overwhelming Sense of warmth and peace Cross over you as you stretch Within the morning light How much do we heal With a rest Calm times level uh, stamina refilled. Yes. Correct. That's All your resolve points are back. And one thing I would like to do, with your permission, is cast my last heal spell retroactively. Nope, you fucked up. Damn. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Anybody <laughs> else have HP damage? I do. Uh, pig. Okay, I will cast the three action one, which is 1d8, I believe. Oh, 2d8, sorry. We'll be generous and say you did this on the way to the sitting dock. Thank you. That's a 12 HP. Yay! Uh, Hell yeah. Money, 
opens her eyes, refocusing on, on the room around her. As she thinks back, leaning over the railing on the upper level, looking down as he shoves the book in his jacket and leaves. She stares up at the ceiling and she stands up and, uh, and leaves the room. Well, I mean, she, she gets dressed and stuff. <laughs> Naked. She leaves the room leaves fully her. nude. <laughs> she's like, oh, I forgot my clothes. Or drops his sausage. Oh my god. You're beautiful. Group <laughs> <laughs> is making breakfast right now. Silently waiting for more. <laughs> uh, Scarab smells root more, and then he can smell the <laughs> breakfast being made. <sighs> yeah, Scarab and Pig are gonna scoot out of the room, go to Root More's room for some breakfast. See how good the breakfast is. A nine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You got, the, you got them sausage pucks. They're a little hard around the edges, but hey, the center's good. Oops, burned them a little bit. Niall. Damn. There it is. Uh, hold on. Reset. The hot dogs are just splitting in half. I left some hot dogs on the stove the other night uh, a little bit too long, and they just they looked like predator mouths. Oh, that's when they're good. <laughs> it, was, it was delicious, but like, whoops. <laughs> Uh-oh. Something was growing in there. Monet walks out of her room, uh, smelling the sausages, and and follows the smell. She she takes a peek into Root Moore's room, seeing seeing him with the the armor of Druengar. Oh, he's like he's like downstairs in the. Okay, well yeah, well wherever he is, (laughs) you can just see the trail of grease. Let me do it again. See the trail of Druengar's armor. He left one leg here, one leg there, an arm there, an arm here. Careful, Monet. There's sausage on the stairs. Don't step on it. I can't cook in full plate. Monet. Stove's hot. I dropped one, and bending over is just no option. Oops, lost some armor. Oops, lost some more armor. Oops, just got to leave it. Just chasing the one sausage. Kicking it as he tries to bend over. Oops. It's a 15 second, there's a 25 second wait time on this. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Fucking rewind that shit. Rewind! My mom loves those moments. <laughs> we all have, you know. <laughs> it's about laughing and friendship and getting some damn sausage in the morning. Oh, God. Oh. Monet leaves her room following the scent of the breakfast sausage being cooked. She walks down the stairs and sees uh, Rootmore in, in the armor, in Druengar's armor. And for a moment, her face is just deep in thought until, he's, until she sees him turn and she puts on her mask again and is like, oh, hey, Rootmore. Hello. Sorry about the sausage. It's not my best work. But I'm not yeah, a quitter. I can tell it smells a little burnt. A little burnt. But some people prefer that. And it's adequate. 
Okay. There. Motions for you to take a plate. You know, I have some rations. But thank you, though. Oh, no problem. He turns around and a tear rolls down <laughs> his cheek. Feels the weight of his god on his shoulders. <laughs> Rootmore, could you, uh, perhaps throw mine on there for a little longer? Oh, of, of, of course I can. Yes, yes. Yeah, Scarab. Uh, though it's definitely not a better taste, there is something that he miss, misses about charred food. There's a bit of longing in his eyes for the, the burnt, burnt dogs. Or makes a plate for pig as well, sits it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Look, your <Eat> children! Up. <laughs> Eat up, get brain worms or something! <laughs> You'll be fine, I'm sure. The shakes... Drop my pig's disease! <laughs> the shakes go away, just drink coffee. Pigs eat pigs, it's fine, I've heard of it. No one can speak with animals, so we don't know better. Pigs gotta eat, it's fine. <laughs> Tastes like my brother. <laughs> Why is it so good? We should probably get going. Yes, before we do, we need to talk to the sheriff. Let him know we found my filthy cousin. Wow, your opinion of him has changed very quickly. <laughs> I was indifferent before, but now. Well, it seems he clearly just... Juked Torag. It's bad. Yes, it's sad. But could be a reward. And perhaps he could be redeemed. For your sake, for your family name. Either way, they wanted news. Maybe we get some points. Very true. Maybe I... we get a point or two from doing this. I'm hoping to be very wrong. We might find something to where he was a hero. I hope you're wrong too. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what was that, Monet? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I literally didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come again. <laughs> You'll be fine. You do fine. I'm with you, Monet. Totally. <laughs> For real, I didn't hear you. Did. It's fine. <laughs> Please don't make me rewind. <laughs> You'll hear it in the edit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Scarab is totally ready to go back to the Crucible. Sheriff's first. You're f you're freaking right. Scarab's a little drunk <laughs> on sausage. Okay, to the sheriff's. <laughs> to the sheriff's. So you gather together and meander down the dirt roads of the town. Before long, you find yourself standing in front of the sheriff's office. One thing to note, different than before is now in front of the sheriff's door are two armed guards in half-plate armor wielding halberds. They stand at attention on either side of the sheriff's door. Howdy, officers. Yes, walk right in. Before you do, the halberds cross in front of you. Oh. What business do you have here? Let me handle this. Oh. <laughs> Hello! I am Scarab. Shabunga. I am the one that was held to the pike above the fire. We have business with the sheriff. The one taking my place in this. The two guards exchange glances for a moment. The same who spoke before replies. Make it quick. A no funny business. 
And their halberds not. separate. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, Scare grovels and scoots through. We are nothing but serious. Uh, Monet bows her head and walks in, a solemn look on her face. As the three of you enter, you find yourselves once again within the sheriff's abode. He's in much the same way you originally encountered him behind his desk. Not chained. With a glass of whiskey. The only difference being his visage is much more haggard, worn by concern, no doubt, and he no longer dons his distinct leather armor. Instead, he sits in a plain shirt behind his desk, coddling a small glass of whiskey. Oh, Sheriff, you look like shit. His eyes brighten as you enter, and he drunkenly raises a hand holding a glass. My friends, <laughs> welcome back. Um, uh, please, um, and he stands up and brushes various bits and bobs off of his desk directly onto the floor, making way for you. Please come in. Oh, um, oh sure. Jeez, it's been a day. <laughs> it's crazy. He's got like 14 Sonic cups. Any news, please? You've apprehended the kobolds, perhaps? No, but check this out. Uh, Scarab's going to point to Rootmore. Are, you are wearing the armor, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Look, we, see? We found Drungar. You found him? Yes. Uh, dead. <laughs> Super dead. Eee! The sheriff's face. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of realizing this isn't good news. Is It's just news. <laughs> there is a an air of shock to the sheriff's face, but a solemn understanding as you gesture to Rootmore in his new gleaming full plate. Check it out! Hey, you're still tied up, huh? You're doing okay? So you did. In a... In a sad turn, it seems Drunga has met his end. He was stuck in a slime. A slime. An ooze, I guess. Jelly. Like a gelatinous cube. Yes. Wow. Yes. Sorry. What do you know about this? I know it's a sad and unfit ending to an adventurer as brave as Drunga. Have you found anything else? Did he leave any notes? Any. anything? Speaking of why he was there, what he had found. Not quite. We were pretty beaten up at the time. That's pretty much it. We haven't found anything that he discovered, but there's still a labyrinth to explore down there. There's a trap room, which was crazy. Like electric and magnetic powers. There were, uh, there were cobalt. Yes, they fleed, but we are on the pursuit. They have nowhere to run. And listen, Chef, I can tell by the drink and everything. You are stressing, but stress not. We will not stop. We will continue finding proof of these cowardly kobolds. 
You can see, obviously, an air of shame on the sheriff's face. As you examine his state, he's um, obviously disheveled. His uh, facial hair has begun to grow in as if he's not shaved. This, uh, there is very little to do, as you understand, aside from drink while under lock and key. They have been kind enough to allow me free reign of my small sheriff's office, but there is not much to do in the free time understand I would probably do the same thing they given you enough to eat hardly ah, but well I've got plenty of sausage you do yes yes my breakfast wasn't that fantastic but I've got 10 minutes I can whip something up right here I've not eaten since last night oh it's happening they've <laughs> Not l- <laughs> The creeds have seen it fair enough to not raid my office, affording me the luxury of being able to drink while I wait. But my stores of dried meats have run low, and your delectable-sounding breakfast sausage <laughs> I have only thought about since our meeting last night. Okay. Rupar slams down his grill on the ground. And he's gonna make some fucking sausage for our hero here. Come on, baby. Come on. Don't forget your peepee. Shit. Yeah, we're gonna use a peepee for this. <laughs> yeah, baby. We're fucking use this aside just in case. I knew okay. it was gonna be a shit roll. You gonna kill this poor man with your food? There we go. 19. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, hell yeah. He, you can see him visibly salivating as you hand him the breakfast sausage. And he, as he eats it, there's a moment in which you think he almost might cry. Oh! His face immediately oh. grows with a warm pink hue. And he exclaims aloud, Even though it's only been a day, never have I tasted a meal so sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Rupmo, for your kindness, your generosity, and your heroics. I think I'll wait outside and give you all a moment. I mean, you deserve it. Your our friend here is standing here because of your generosity. And I'm I'm super gracious. But seriously, man, you look like shit. You look terrible. Oh. It's been oh. less than 24 hours. Or I guess it's been about 24 hours. Either way, I think you were married to your job. You might want to seek therapy to find better ways through this other than just forcing yourself not only to not eat, but to somehow lose whatever food you had before the incident. It's crazy, man. You need to seek help. <laughs> Scarab. You've always been a wise and true friend to Falcon Solo. Why is your foot black? <laughs> it's the diabetes. <laughs> Just already like that. Without medical aid, it's set in quick. Good lord. 
I have always trusted you. And I knew. In that moment, though I feared for my life, I knew that you were the one that I could place faith in. Of course! That's me! Yes, he, he saved my life and Monet's life last night. The stress comes not from the job. Even though it was a mantle I never wished to adorn, it was something that, once thrust upon me, I knew Falcon's Hollow needed. No, the weight of my burden is bore by the idea that the creeds have sought me out ever since my rebellion against Payday. Even now, I know that this was all just a ploy. You were pawn in their plan to get to me. They do not stand for those who rebel against their ways, and they would have me punished for it. But because I was elected sheriff by this town unanimously, through democratic and true process, they could not. But now they have reason. The weight only hangs heavy on me, my friend, for fear that despite your efforts that they might get their way and they might send a message to the rest of Falcon's Hollow that there is no withstanding the creeds. Tell me, though I am grateful for your finding of Druungar's fate, have you made any headway on securing your innocence? Have you brought forth any of the uh, true-scale kobolds who might proclaim their responsibility? No. We are to head right back. Find the true scales. Alive or dead. And perhaps even find Droskar's axe. Druengar's axe. Droskar. Whatever. Whatever we were looking for in the first place. Whatever your cousin was looking for. We'll find it. And my innocence, if not my innocence, I'll skip town. You'll figure it out, Sheriff. I'm sure. Die. Nah, I'm kidding. We got you. We're gonna do it. We're gonna save the city. <laughs> Scarab, please. <laughs> These are not the time for jokes. I hope. I hope in whatever way that you are able to clear your name. Because I believe you innocent. And it is only by that belief that I here remain under lock and key. Do not let my obviously disheveled and worn demeanor dissuade you. I am simply not used to being under confinement. I do believe in you. I do believe in your goodwill towards Falcon's Hollow. <sighs> Sheriff, is there a cemetery in this town? Or is it further away? There is on the outskirts of town for sure. For our fellow, our fellow trepidors who undercame unceremonious circumstance, felled by tree or beast. Either way, let's hope there's enough room for, say, four or five bodies, and make one of them real big hole. Oh, I get it. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Payday, aren't you? <laughs> Within a week. Scarab winks. There is no small part of me that finds great humor. But my sincerest wish 
Dear Scarab, is that you and your comrades are able to find safe escape from whatever dire threat lies inside their crucible. I hope you are able to bring forth some form of evidence or witness to clear your name and by extension mine. But I also hope that in your venture to discover whatever it is, whatever greatest secret lies beneath Falcon's Hollow, that you are able to return safe. I thank you for what you have found so far. I thank you for returning Drungar's armor and axe, even if only briefly. Now I know what happened to our fair citizen. But, in lieu of that, we have greater trouble. Free me first. Find a way. And when we are out of the grasp of the creeds, maybe then, and only then, we can solve the deeper rot that calls. We'll find the true scales. Well, I'm ready. Oh, yes, I'm ready. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Monet's outside. Let's go get her. I have very little left to offer. So for you, I raise a glass. Shit, man, it's like eight in the morning. <laughs> we'll see you Again, later. there's very, very, very little to do when under lock and key. Exactly. You remember quarantine. It didn't matter. You just fucking drink. It's fine. He's not wearing shoes or socks. Tosses oh. back the fingers. Oh, sure. No armor man. or axe. <laughs> Just wiggling his feet on the I am no sheriff no more. <laughs> Good luck, my friends. Later, man. As they walk outside, Monet is standing next to the guards, like, nudging them. They're like, man, it's real drunk. I wouldn't know. Stay outside. Mind my own business. Creed's Can't orders. smell it? No. That's why we keep the door closed. Wouldn't want it. Don't wish it. Then they're flirting with a dwarf. Well, it's his business. Free country, free world. Yeah. Kind of boring, huh? <laughs> Very boring. <laughs> Inundating. Awful. What do y'all talk about? Weather. Games. Women. Also kind of boring. Boring. Inundating. Repetitive. Door slams open. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Moray, are these two bothering you? No. Great. Bothering, joining in conversation, passing the time. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, look, a dragon. Let's go. Dragon, Drake, Wyvern. <laughs> <laughs> Down into the depths we go. Oh look, this is where the slime died. <laughs> <laughs> one step out the door, one step into the dungeon. <laughs> you strike out on yet now a far familiar path. Further into the woods, past the cobalt tracks now worn down, past the river and back in front of the old chapel. Pass your way through the halls, 
passing doors and traps long disassembled before you find yourself fresh down the stairs into the main antechamber of the lower story. Once again, you find yourself in this room with a strange stone obelisk made of some reflective black obsidian and the walls coated in strange dwarven runes, depictions of events past. Okay, team. I guess maybe back to the left, past the slime room. We could do that. What was so important about this obsidian? Could be worth something. I don't uh, think we've rolled on it. Is there a roll we can do? You haven't done any rolls on anything in this room. Uh, as far as the obelisk, sure, you can do a religion roll. All right. 27. Hey! I got a plus one. Nine. What remains of the monolith, as it has been chipped away and worn by time, is the proud depiction of a dwarven man standing on a forge. At its base, there are the bare remnants of arms and legs of what you assume to be dwarves in supplication, bowing and worshipping, said dwarf. You imagine this, Rubmore, to be a monument or sculpture in worship of Droskar carved from pure obsidian. Much of it has been worn away and chipped away, presumably by the kobolds, cut away in large and small swaths, chips of reflective obsidian glass. You also note in this room a series of dwarven carvings on the walls. Oh, what do these say? You're welcome to take ten minutes to decipher them if you'd like. I would like to read all of it. As you begin to pour over the carvings on the wall, they depict many dwarven runes and murals depicting worship to Droskar. You're able to make out some of the prayer that seems to be carved into the wall. Toil is the only true path to salvation. Those who will not work shall have their blood boiled in the dark furnace for all time. There is no decadent paradise awaiting after death as our corrupt ancestors claimed. Only industrious labor in Droskar's forge awaits the faithful. This work is its own reward. The unfaithful, they will serve in the end. Their blood and bones shall stoke the fires of our industry. The world will burn to the glory of Droskar. Droskar's dark as hell. You can think of Droskar as like the anti-Torag. Yeah. Rather than taking pride in one's work under Torag, Droskar is the ideology that one must toil, and if one will not, then one only serves as fuel for the fire of toil. Yeah, this guy's messed up. Capitalism! Kind of like pre-1950s capitalism being, uh, you know, uh, Torag and post-1950s capitalism being Droskar. Not to get political. <laughs> yes, let's run down this hallway and then run north. Uh, running heedlessly? Slowly walking while listening. Fervently? 
without caution. I'd like to check the traps as we walk along. I'm hunting prey on that cobalt. As you make your way north through the western hallway, Scarab, you distinctly can make out with the others here a faint, distant shouting in cobalt. A draconic uproar that seems a barking of orders followed by a smaller cry of excitement or anger. Hmm. But I can't make out what they're saying. It's very muffled and very hard. You, It's kind of just a, like a... Bunch of whiners. Um, anybody got stealth? I can stealth. Scarab. No. Scarab's trained. I just want to get... Scarab's going to try to get... It's cool with you guys. Scarab wants to try to get a little closer to see if he can tell what they're saying. As you approach the end of the hall, there are a set of hinge-swung double doors that are partially open, and from them you can hear a loud commotion. There is a distinct, louder kobold voice commanding others to one at a time attack and retreat. I know you want to stealth, Scarab, but they're going to hear me. So stay back. All right. Let me just see if I can hear what they're saying. You hear this faint shouting as you're moving up the hallway. Um, what else do you want to do? Can I move slowly closer and listen in to see if I can figure out what they are doing? Yes, at the end of the hall, you do note a set of double doors that tend to be swivel doors that seem partially ajar. Scarab is going to... Let's say, is it at the end of this hall that you have showing us here? Correct. The space is revealed to you that's the end of the hall. Beyond, like, right where it ends, swivel doors. So I think, don't know if you think guys, kitchen doors. I don't know if you guys want to get in place, but Scarab's going to step up right there. Do we need stealth checks to get that far? Give me stealth checks. I would like Rootmore to move as far as possible without doing a stealth check. Okay, he's move up me. one space behind Pig and to the right. Yeah, Pig's about halfway halfway up the, the far hall. Scarab up, up next to the doors. Scarab, if they come to you, draw them into the hallway. Got it. What about you, Money? What are you Money's doing? Money's going to follow behind Scarab, trying to be as stealthy as possible. Roll me a stealth tip. Uh, 16. 6. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Get it started. Scare from the cracked swivel doors, you can actually see through. And in front of you, at least through the narrow crack, you're able to see the beginnings of what appears to be some sort of mess hall. But the tables have been overturned. And in the middle of the hallway ahead of you, you can see a pure white kobold with black horns speaking to a purple looking kobold <gasps> that you've encountered once before. <laughs> you overhear in Draconic something to the effect 
of the White One's concern that King Merlocrep will learn of his favorite singing halfling having escaped before the Purple One leans in and whispers something to him upon which his draconic visage turns towards the door and he barks to his others. Prepare for an attack on two fronts! In that moment there, Scarab presses himself against the wall and looks back down the hallway to make sure we're not being followed. Uh, roll perception. <laughs> Roll perception. Get your thumb out of your mouth. What's wrong? Roll for perception. Adrian. Adrian. Hey. Twenty-six. You are the species. I'm the extinction. You know, I've never seen any of those movies. None of the Rocky movies. No, I've seen the first one. I just couldn't give a shit. That's oh, well. yeah. Boxing's a great sport. <laughs> Anyway, what'd you get scared? It's not, I, I do love boxing. I don't know if I would like... I haven't seen Emma the Emma does too. We all watch together. I ain't seen the Rockies neither. I'm a bad boy. Uh, 26. Okay. I'm sorry. That was a... 26 perception to see if we're being trailed. You do not see anyone coming up the okay. hall behind you. Okay. Huh. Yeah, as you swivel your head around to look... It just seems like there's a warning coming from a familiar kobold to another kobold. The second of which barks out a command to some unseen force of kobolds to prepare for an attack on two fronts. Yeah, it just makes me immediately wonder if there's another entrance to this room. Or... Huh, are they the ones attacking on two fronts? Or are they being attacked from two fronts? Let That's me... where my brain's at show what you can see from the crack in the door. I think they're being attacked on two fronts. That's what you can see from your crack in the door. Huh. Just because of my inexperience, is a white kobold, the white and the, is the purple kobold the one that we, that we came across, or is that the undead one? From your vantage point, mm -hmm. that's the one that you let leave yeah, underneath yes. the bed okay. earlier in the chapel. Just making sure. Now the white one, is that weird? In a sense, it's a little unique, but most of the kobolds you've encountered so far, including the undead one, either bore warm-colored red hues or even, in the case specifically of the yellow one, a, or the undead one, a yellow hue. Yeah. Would you allow a sneaked perception check on the white one. What are you looking for? Uh, straight up tr creature perception check. Give me a society check. Okay. It's like a baby Nyron. Yeah, I like him. Uh, 14. The only thing you can discern from him is A, that he appears to be a kobold of some uh, superiority i.e. Uh, something in a form of leadership and B, something you notice is a rather strange looking weapon at his side something that appears to be a series of claws on a chain not like a flail though like just a it's bad whatever it is it's probably going to inflict bleeding or some sort of terrible terrible 
Scarab's going to quietly relay this information. What do you think, Monet? We can see too. We can hear more. And the one we're looking for is right there. This is what saves the captain. Scarab's going to, like, call to Rumor. Take your time. <laughs> take your time, buddy. If I take one more step, it'll be the furthest away from home I've ever gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, uh, if he does go further, they're going to hear him. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Well, uh... Could be. I mean, Monet rolled a six. I rolled a six. Oh, fantastic. Let me roll a stealth Cause, check. Because really. they are in there. They're shouting. Right. You hear the shouting as you're walking up. And then as you go to peek in, everything kind of quiets down a little bit. You see a familiar purple kobold whispering into the ear of a unfamiliar white kobold. 16 stealth check. There you go, buddy. Where do you want to move? Oh. <sighs> Doors open. Let's uh, uh, fuck it, right? Let's go right. Let's go right here. I feel like maybe we should wait and see. See if they disperse. See what the second front is. We could hold. They're not necessarily off guard right now. It's tough. It's tough, tough, tough. What do you guys think? (laughs) You could try and talk to them. Yes, the kobolds. I mean, I'm a dwarf. I could just walk in and be like, Oh, haven't seen you here in my home. Greetings. I don't... I don't know. Greetings. I belong here. Hmm. <laughs> uh, gosh. wonder if this one is the Kobold King. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, he was, he was talking about somebody else. Oh. I would relay that information. I don't remember the name. You remember the white one saying, King Merlocrep will learn that his favorite singing halfling has escaped. Rootmore, walk in there and start singing. (laughs) Something about a singing halfling. Dwarves and halflings are... Yeah. That's kind of rude, but I get what you're saying, and that's a fantastic idea. I, I could start singing. Wait. (gasps) <gasps> he was about to start singing. <laughs> <He's> <gasps> no, <dude. laughs> I literally was gonna start there singing. Once was a ship put put to sea. Yeah. <laughs> Run more fucking wait. <laughs> Do you have a, like a head covering or anything? Oh uh, no, just my bald head and my <laughs> magnificent beard. Monet, do you have any clothes we can put a, a rag a sack? <laughs> Monet's wearing a <laughs> cover him like we like he's a prisoner. Comically large sun hat. As you're <laughs> planning, you hear a shuffling in the room. <laughs> um, one second, one hot second. I need to check my gear. If we have like a sack or something or a blanket, I have a. Yeah, Monet has her hat or her scarf. Uh, Scarab's gonna take his bedroll, which I'm sure is smaller than normal bedrolls, and toss that over Rootmore. Uh, holding it in the back. It's loose. Like, this thing could just fall off. I'm not tying it around you, but he's holding it, so it looks like you're held up in it. If allowed. You do that, mm-hmm. grab onto the back of it, and say, Rootmore, you got the right idea, but 
Follow me. Monet will push Monet. herself against a wall. Yeah, <laughs> Monet, stay here. Uh, are you still on Pig? No, Pig is Pig is uh, back in the hallway. Okay. Monet. Uh, do me a favor. Roll me a perception check. Big boy. I uh, don't like this. Twenty-seven. Just be a halfling. Be a singing halfling. As you scheme and plan from the hallway outside, you glance back through the crack in the doors, and you see that after the message has been delivered by the purple kobold, that it turns and runs through a northern door that you can only barely glimpse before the door swings shut and it disappears. Ooh. Let me check one of my abilities <laughs> real quick. I just need to make sure. I'm pretty sure with my pistol arrow skill, I don't need to have my weapon in my hand. I hope you know this is all a joke, right? I'm not going to lie to them. No, we just have to catch them off guard. Just sing. That's it. I am a good singer. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> Scarab's gonna walk in there, uh, holding this uh, this sh- sheet blanket bedroll around around Rootmore. No weapon in hand. He's gonna slam the door open, and in Draconic, he's gonna say, "I found the halfling." I'm a singing man. I like to sing, and I like to wear shoes. <laughs> Rootmore, roll me a performance check and <laughs> roll me a deception check. I did not lie. For Scarab. Oh, okay, for Scarab. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and move you into the room. Performance, yes. One behind the other, and I will reveal the room as such. Okay. 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 <laughs> I like it. Okay. A dancing fool. <laughs> My goal is to entertain, not deceive. As you push your way into the room, immediately the first thing you notice is three kobolds to your left, each touting a shoddy spear. The furthest to the west is standing over the corpses of three dead kobolds, leading to an opening to another room, which seems to be barricaded. And ahead of you is a now surprised-looking pure white kobold with black horns, staring stupefied before you. Rah! What's your scheme again? I like to sing, I like to dance, I will make delicious hot dogs. <laughs> Performance check. <laughs> ah, 17. And Scarab, your deception. 22. To make you believe that I believe I have found the halfling. <laughs> I like to sing. <laughs> I'm definitely a halfling. <laughs> I like food and I'm special because I'm medium sized. <laughs> I can't see with this bag <laughs> over my head. The kobold before you. The one adorned in pure white scales seems visibly confused, as do the other three kobolds who glance at each other uneasily. <laughs> this is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks over at the window. Halfling is running away. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. The white kobold's eyes narrow as he looks at you, Scarab. 
the halfling ran into the kitchen. How is it that you captured him outside of his barricade? Because I'm not a halfling, and he throws the fucking <sighs> bedroll off. Damn it, Rootmore! And there starts was... swinging. Damn it. There was more. Roll for initiative. Rootmore. Damn it! You literally have food on you. <laughs> Here we go. Damn. Here we go. Come up, Lord. You weren't lying. Scarab was. <laughs> I was lying. Can't work with dwarves. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, not bad. All right, Rootmore, what'd you get? Twenty-one. Monet, what'd you get? Twenty-two. Oh, fancy. Scarab, you may roll stealth if it is, uh, or sorry, you may roll deception if it is higher. And what do you want? Uh, my perception is higher. I got a 23. Wow. 21, 22, 23. Pretty good. Yes. Uh, Rootmore, what's your modifier? It is a plus 11. So that cobalt can go fuck itself. Actually... According to the rules, according to dictionary, whenever okay. there's a tie, the creature always wins. Oh, really? That's anything? Yeah. I thought it was player yeah. wins. No, I thought it was a roll-off because that's more no. fun. They I mean, like you're gambling. you're the ruler. Yeah, whatever you want to do, but I'm just letting mm. you know. According to the mm. rules, creature mm. always wins. Well, you know, you've actually you beat the creature, so will your modifier is greater. We will give you the go. That's very generous of you. As you wrench the covering off of Rootmore, immediately the shrewd white kobold screeches, It's an attack! Damn right. Scarab, you are first to act as you see Rootmore rip this disguise off of him. What do you wish to do? I'm gonna fire at that white one. With a, with a PP. Gimme, yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. Or you can. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right into your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep it over there. Just you know, set it aside. Just got excited when you grabbed for it. <laughs> I'm excited, buddy. Want to put up my PP? Reach out for me, PP. I'm gonna <laughs> give it to you. Yep. Uh, give me a roll to hit. <laughs> First roll was a one. Second roll was an eighteen. Wow. Eighteen's a hit. Oh shit. <laughs> no, 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 not not total. Um. It's going to be a 29 to hit. That's a critical. Oh, Damn right. The, the kobold in white. Yes, finally. Oh, yes, indeed. Swapping the D10s. My gun. We just paid for a striking rune. Yes. Which oh, my gives God. me another die of attack. But also, when I land a crit with this weapon... The die size for my attack goes from a d6 to a d10. <laughs> Is that 4d10? Well, it goes from a d6 to a, to a d10. I get an extra d10 because it's a crit, and I get another d10 because it's a gun. Not a, not a super great roll, but pretty dang good. Uh, that's going to be 20 piercing damage. <laughs> 20 damage. Yes. Which is very good, but it could have been more. But that's fine. Rolled about half. That's nutty. Okay. 
In catching your opponent off guard, you whip your pistol in his direction and let off a, a shot. The bullet rips through the air and tears a massive chunk out of this kobold's shoulder and he immediately screeches out in pain but determination. If we fail, we die! Well, that is correct. <laughs> Except you. What else you got? Let's keep you alive. And fail, I hope you do! Oh, I totally forgot to move my ten paces. Uh, hands off the chest piece. I'll stay there. Uh-oh. I got too excited to shoot my gun. Um, yeah, two actions. Draw. Fire. It's free action to draw. I did, for my ten paces, I did the free action draw, but I didn't do the free action move ten paces. Heard that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I've only used one action. Screw it. Let's have fun. Scarab's going to reload and fire again on the same one. Uh, 16 to hit. It is a miss. Okay. Damn. That's it. Monet. Uh, first thing Monet will do, she still has her elements channeled from last time. So she will... Uh, Even after a rest? You're so right. So she will channel her elements. Uh, then she will immediately discharge them to put on her earthen armor. Are there any rocks around? <sighs> Never mind. She'll just channel her elements. There's stuff in the room. It is a mess hall. She doesn't have the actual Quite economy for it. So because yeah, it's elements discharge for stone form elements again. Yeah. Well, because I, I was gonna, I keep doing that. I did that last time too, where I'm like, sure, I think she can throw, but telekinetic projectile is two actions. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's her entire round. <laughs> All right, and Rootmore, you're next. Oh, beautiful. First thing we're gonna do is take a step towards this leader cobalt. And as you do, this is actually a step. It doesn't provoke any reactions. It sure doesn't, but... Okay. You're right. <laughs> Go on. Oh. It doesn't, oh. but you work. <laughs> <laughs> and... And... Therefore... Also, though, <laughs> so... Good evening, my friend. Are you going to start a dialogue now? <laughs> I hope my singing was good. Watch me destroy your buddy. He's going to swing at the regular kobold to his southwest. Okay. Nice. Roll with, the hit. With a vicious swing. Got a bad feeling about this dead kobold on the floor. I got a feeling they're not going to be Fuck. dead for long. That is a 12 to hit. There's a miss. And that is it for Rootmore. Good round. Thank you. All right. Up next is... I had no okay one. Up next is the white kobold who immediately barks an order in Draconic to the kobold to your southwest. If you don't kill him, I will kill you. And begins to move, triggering your reactive strike. Oh, yes. He gets a bonus as he does, so please make your attack. This really sucks because I want to do a non-lethal. 
It's gonna be minus two for me. Just kill him! Ah, uh, but the sheriff, come on. Ah. Uh, he already took 20 damage, though. Like. Uh, yeah, non lethal. Here we go. That's what I wanted to do. That's what we're gonna do. Yes. Uh. Uh, 29, 27 to hit. Oh, yeah. That's a hit? Okay. D10. Six bludgeoning damage. Okay. The kobold sees you swing, and as you do, he begins to pirouette, attempting to dodge your strike, but your hammer lands true, clipping the side of his back, drawing blood as he spins away and moves ten feet more to the north. Before he draws a weapon from his side, a strange series of claws on a, on a chain, which he begins whirling above his head. And as he does, he swings the chain in your direction. Uh-oh. 24 hit? That's a hit. Ah! Just thinking of Kung Tao. <laughs> Betty, he has the, the chain hand. <laughs> Hits him in the back and it freezes. One thing I learned. Clawed hands really hurt. Whatever he said. You take six points of piercing damage. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> you got, yeah, you got pretty good health. That's actually seven points of piercing damage. Oh. Okay, and that is his turn. To which it moves to the kobold warrior to your southwest, who, emboldened by the threat from his superior, will attempt to strike you with his shoddy spear. It is a 20... No, sorry. A 19 to hit. Oh, clangs off of Rootmere. Rootmere. <laughs> Root beer! Yeah. Root beer! Root beer! Root beer shield! You got an AC higher than 19? 21, exactly. Mm. It will then attempt the same. And it will clang again before a third sad and desperate attempt, which also clangs off of your armor. Oh, you can't touch this. Which one of you ran away yesterday? It's the one that went further past them. Another kobold, southwest of the one that attacked you, Rootmore, will move forward and attempt to strike at Scarab with a shoddy spear. Ooh. 17 to hit. Uh, miss. Very nice. 17 is a miss. Okay. As you dodge the spear, it arches its arm backwards and attempts to hurl the spear at you. And also misses. The spear going far into the room before clattering against the wall. Scarab throws up one middle finger at that kobold. <laughs> Screw you, buddy! The third kobold, seeing your display of deception will move 20 feet in order to skirt behind Scarab and attempt to stab at you with another spear against your flat-footed AC. Uh, 
That is a 21 against your flat-footed. Oh, shit. That doesn't hit you. I'm going to be amazed. No, it's a hit. It's a hit. Yeah. I just have a, I have a couple new reactions I haven't used yet. Oh. You take seven points of piercing damage as the spear lodges itself in your shoulder. That goes straight through my stamina, right? Just straight into the HP. JK, but it could. <laughs> I mean, what's your stamina at? It's less than seven, then yes. No, I just, I, I do kind of wish there was like a piercing mechanic like that. Um, there are some like spells and stuff that say if it says like it, if it says it does damage to hit points, then it goes straight to hit points. Mm -hmm. Apologies, there is a small addendum to that damage. It is actually four more damage. Oof. Why? So 11 total. <laughs> Why because the Kobold Warrior does 1d4 precision damage against flat-footed creatures. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. As it breed. sneaks around behind you to do a sneak attack. Uh, the last thing that happens is the door that you saw the purple kobold go through. You see the door get kicked open, revealing the purple kobold as a dagger flies towards you, Rootmore. Oh. Uh, that is a 23... 21 to hit. Sorry. That is exactly a hit. Oh. For seven points of piercing damage. Oh, no. Taking a spanking up here. And as the door flings open and the dagger flies at you, you see before the door swings shut the back of that kobold turn as it begins running down the hallway. Little bastard. Scarab. How's Scarab looking right now? Does so, look pretty beat up? Uh, you got seven points of stamina left. Okay, good. But if I stand here and take shots from these guys, it's just going to be added die. Yeah. So, first things first, reload, and I'm going to shoot the one uh, to the west of me. Is reload a manipulative action? Yeah, I don't know. I am not seeing anything that gives reload the manipulate action, although I do think that's strange, because normally one needs to manipulate to draw from like you know, pouches or anything like that which would trigger but it does not seem like it I just so, see the word interact I don't see manipulate yeah. it isn't raw though so yeah. that's, one of them that's up to you no, you're okay so what do you want to do? Just reload my weapon. Okay. I would like to reload my weapon and fire on the guy to the west of me. Go for it. And hope for the best. 28 to hit. Critical hit. Yes! Yeah. Kobold number two! Blast! Yes, finally! Play another one! Play something else! Beep bong bing bong bong! <laughs> oh, good lord. That's going to be a 25 oh, piercing. murder town. Uh, your shot splits the head of the kobold open, and it dies immediately. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> scared, not for an action, just going to quickly turn back at the one that hit him and give him the stink eye. 
as his uh, friend slumps to the floor behind him. And then Scarab's going to run away, uh, provoking attacks of opportunity. There are none. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Scarab is physically, uh, visibly shaking and covered in blood. Monet, it's your turn. If I go here, does that count as flanking with root mirror? mirror? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> is <mirror>. this <laughs> kobold, is that uh, difficult terrain? No, he's small. You can step over him. Sweet. So Monet will move to get behind the so kobold. Rush into the room, stepping over the dead body and position yourself between the kobold to Rumor Southwest. Yes. That's what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> that is what I was about to say. Oh, look, we're flanking. I was about to say it to the kobold. <laughs> Rumor <Southwest>. collapse. <laughs> Im- collapse and jumps in place. You're catching them off guard. And, uh, yeah, Monet <laughs> will fire off an elemental blast. That was a miss. Uh, she will... Are you sure? Do you get crit miss issues? No. A miss? No, there's no crit miss. It <laughs> was a no natural crit four. Miss. So unless a... Uh, an 11 hits. It does not. Yeah. So she'll try again. Even against its flat-footed ace. That is a 16 to hit against Flash. 16 is a hit. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these dudes are 17 I'm or sorry, 18. that was so wrong. But I mean, it doesn't... It's uh, that plus two. Pardon? Uh, 18. It doesn't... An 18 to hit. I did math wrong. That is a hit. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what well, the? Don't laugh. I don't have I don't have magic sounds ready to go. <laughs> I mean, we all are just using guns, right? Okay. Nice axe. <laughs> Six piercing damage. All right. Boom. Try Sonic's new elemental blast. There's a... <laughs> there's a... There's a, there's a 5%, 5% chance that the bottom will just fall out of your cup. I forgot about that sonic blast. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the elements of your attack riddle the kobold with holes, causing blood to pour profusely from him, and he slumps, haggard, but still standing. Little punk? That's it. That's, that's her turn. Rootmore. Well, little man... You're not escaping. We need to bring you back to our town for questions. And he's going to step towards the white leader, Cobalt. And he's going to vicious swing his warhammer. Non-lethal. Non-lethal, thank you. Viciously. So non-lethal's a minus two? Yes. I'll root more swang at the leader, Cobalt, for 17. Swung. Swang. Swing, I like swang, swang. swang. 17, and that's already with the minus two? That is with the minus two. It's probably a miss. 17 hits exactly. Yes! Oh! Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Sick. 14 bludgeoning damage. That's huge. Your hammer collides with the kobold's face, and you see its eyes roll back in its head as it falls to the ground unconscious. Yes! Nice. Oh my god! 
Beautiful. That's it for Rumor's turn. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it would have been that kobold's turn next, but instead, his compatriots, seeing their leader fall, begin to flee. Oh, where are you going? Don't let them get away, they'll regroup! Scarab, you see the other one run past you. And it is your turn, Scarab. Scarab is going to reload his weapon yet again and fire at the kobold that just ran past him. Yes. Fire at pig. Oh, you're going to one-shot this guy. 50 feet away, still in your first increment. Oh, actually. No, no, no. He's going to go back into the room to the white one that Rumore just knocked out. Pee on him. going to shoot him <laughs> in the face. No, I'm going to do the uh, Raconteur's reload. I'm going to try and get this guy's attention as he's running away. Okay. Try to trip him up. Uh, deception against Perception DC for a distraction. Yep. Hey, friend, wait! Your leader, he's getting back up! He's calling for you! <laughs> uh, 16 deception. Success. Hell yeah. Okay, so now he's flat-footed to this shot. Not a good one. Oh, uh, I think it's a miss. What's the total? Oof. I rolled a 13. Just missed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shot goes over his shoulder, clanging off the stone walls as you see him running and rounding the corner. Okay, I've got one more action. Yeah, one more action. Ah, oh well. Uh, Scarab's gonna reload. That's it. Monet. Monet is going to attempt a two-action elemental blast <gasps> with the PP. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. On who? On the, on the, on the unconscious one. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> on the one that's running away. The to southern the most? south, yeah. Did you move first? Yes, I did move. Okay. So she moved for one action. I'm going to give it a very small cover bonus because you're shooting past Scarab. Uh, and they're the same height. Uh, she can actually get in front of him with her movement in one action. Okay. I just... I, I just win. That's fine. Hold it. Kill it. Kill it. With PP. Natural 20. I had oh to double check. <laughs> I had to double check because, look. Yes, finally. Yeah. So I, I had to check to see if the one was on the other side. It's a skull. And I'm like, is that a one or a 20? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's the critical success on that? Double damage. Hell yeah. So. You're going to murder that thing. A cord? Yeah. Straight, straight up kill him. Oh, you need a card? Mm-hmm. It is an action. That's right. I forgot about the cards. Magical crit. Oh. Magical crit is the best crit. Bomb or spell. Oh no. The target laughs uncontrollably until the end of its next turn. While laughing, it is slowed one and can't use reactions. Alright. That's so sad. <laughs> um, Maybe we can walk out of here with two! <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna live. 
This is going to murder him. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, roll double damage. Double damage, though. I think you just gotta get, like... He's in the 20s. Oh my god. I rolled two sevens. <laughs> um, plus what? Plus 14? Four. Times two? Yeah, that's, that's times two. Oh, yeah. So, 14 18. plus... 14 plus four. 18? Yeah. 18. 18 uh, piercing damage. As your projectiles riddle the back of this kobold, the magic takes hold over his body, and you see his arms and legs go wild as he lifts into the air, and you hear (laughs) (laughs) vaporized (laughs) into a thin mist of blood that speckles onto the floor. Scared claps wildly. Yeah! Beautiful. Like confetti, but blood. That was disgusting! <laughs> oh my god. And you are out of initiative. <laughs> Says you. Rootmore runs forward. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. oh damn. As the last of the kobolds is quelled in the hallway before, Rootmore, you hear from the southwest part of the room a call that comes out from over a barricade blocking what you assume to be another room. Are you friend or foe? And that's the end of our story today. That depends. Do you like hot dogs? Was it a sing-songy voice? You could say that. <laughs> Shut up. It's the end. Go okay. away. Curse Caravan uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, paizo.com slash community use. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. The Curse Caravan is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. The Curse Caravan theme music and the beat you're hearing now is written by our very own Matthew. We would like to thank Michael Gelfi Studios, the world reference for tabletop RPG audio for the music and the ambiance. You can find out more about them at michaelgelfi.com. Check out their Patreon and YouTube links in the description. Leave us a comment, rate us five stars on your podcast app of choice. We will read those on the podcast. Yeah, please send something in. Now. (laughs) Please. Also, if you have questions or a topic you would like us to discuss, feel free to email us at thecursedcaravan at gmail.com, and we will answer you on the podcast. So get on those comments. Let us know what you think about the podcast. And also, The Cursed Caravan is also on YouTube. All of our contact information is in the description. Thank you for being a traveler on The Cursed Caravan. Bye. Bye. Can't sing that. Mm. I could sing it real slow. Yeah, do it slow as possible. You're gonna be the one that saves me. Hey, you can't sing that <laughs> unless you sing it really Claimed. slow. <laughs> 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 All right. What was the highest one? <laughs> 28. 28. Wow.